0: Hello, anyone tuning in to listen to TNT? This is uh, Tate Leach
1: and Timothy Moore.
0: On this podcast, we're going to talk about sports, mainly consisting of football, the NFL, basketball, the NBA, and MLB baseball. Um, we are both really biased Philly fans, in my opinion. I would say,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. To start us off, we can could, we could talk about the NBA season thoughts. I mean, we know that the Nuggets were your champions. Um, a dominating playoff performance, I would say, from that team all around. What would you say?
1: Yeah, they pretty much dominated the whole playoffs.
0: I mean, if you look at their roster, they played around seven to eight guys. I mean, all dudes that could hit the wide-open shot. They definitely had a a very – healthy good roster you know they had a mix they had slasher and aaron gordon a really high percentage three-point shooter and michael porter jr uh they had a great point guard in jamal murray i mean as you've seen in the playoffs he he, he led the finals in assists where nicole Yokic was minus 2000 if i'm not mistaken on fan to to lead in assist so he just came to play every night and then they have arguably the best player in the NBA on their team, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, the so,
1: roster is loaded. If we break it down, starting with the Western Conference, we'll go through each matchup. Um, the Nuggets and the T Wolves—that was just Nuggets. We're gonna get that, <laughs> and then the Suns and the Clippers. What do you think if the Clippers would have been like healthy through the whole season and in the playoffs? What do you think? It, do you think it would have been a
0: lot different? I mean. From what I seen, it's just like you have to think that. I mean, Russell Westbrook he looked he looked like he was ready and locked in, ready to play. So you think if you get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for most of your games, yeah, I think they go and win that series. I mean, the Suns they had Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, but other than that, I mean, they didn't really get much points from anyone else.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Um, like just how unhealthy the Clippers team was. And the Suns really underperformed in the playoffs um, for the amount of talent that they have on that team. I think if the Clippers would have won, it would have been a good matchup to see in the second round with them and the Nuggets, if that would have been the matchup. And I think it would have. Yeah, that would have been a good matchup to see because the Suns didn't do anything against the Nuggets. wanted to see some some more competition. Um, Next matchup was the Kings versus the Warriors, which was my favorite first-round matchup. Um, De'Aaron Fox and the Kings, they came to play, but at the end, the Warriors were just a better team. Steph Curry, you know, greatest point guard of all time. They came and got the dub. What do you think about that matchup?
0: I mean, arguably, that might have been the best series in the whole entire playoffs, to be honest with you. I mean, seven games, very high scoring, what fans like to see back and forth. Um, You've seen – what we'll get into later, the clutch player of the year, De'Aaron the Fox, I mean, he he played how he was supposed to play and the hype that he was getting, he showed up, you know. And, I mean, they, the Kings played a great series. It's just game seven, the greatest point guard of all time, like you said. And in both of our opinions that we agree with, he just came to play and he couldn't be stopped.
1: Yeah. So then the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, that wasn't even anything for real. Um LeBron James... My opinion, the goat got the dub. The Lakers, you know, the Grizzlies just—they weren't ready for that matchup. And the Lakers are really hot at the time. Austin Reeds played great. Their whole lineup played great. D'Angelo Russell was even cooking. I mean, everybody's just going off. So that wasn't even like anything. Um, in the Eastern Conference, Bucks for a T. that was surprising. I mean, Giannis got hurt, but he obviously they got really hot in the playoffs, made though way to the finals, ended up losing, but. Made a good run. Um, do you have anything about that matchup?
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't see it at all. I I mean, even when I th- even when Giannis went down, I, the Bucks they played with him this year and they played great. I thought I mean there's no chance, but I mean, you can't compete against how Jimmy Butler was playing in that first round, you know, and that in that first round he was <laughs> he wasn't missing, so that, that was hard to beat, so
1: Yeah. Jimmy Butler just and he played insane in the playoffs. Yeah. Cavaliers versus Knicks. What do you think about that matchup? I didn't really watch much of this series because, I don't know, I just didn't – I wasn't too interested. Yeah. I um, was
0: very shocked. Um, I I thought this would, would have been one of the better series, but the Cavs, they just – they didn't come to play at all. I mean, they got they got handled by the Knicks, which I thought it would be the other way around. I mean, you have Donovan Mitchell, pure score, mm-hmm. Darius Garland, but – Jared Allen, he he didn't he he didn't look himself out there. Uh, Mitchell Robinson definitely got the better of him, and that had a big swing in the series.
1: Yeah. Um, then the Sixers versus the Nets. You know, Philly fans they do good in the first round, and then we'll talk about the second round. Uh, the Celtics versus the Hawks that wasn't much of anything either. Hawks got yeah. one, but we knew the Celtics were going to win. Now the Nuggets versus the Suns. Four two series win for the Nuggets. Um, it was overall it was kind of dominant from the Nuggets. Besides, like their two losses by seven and five points, but every other time that they won, the Nuggets won by at least ten points. They won by eighteen points, ten points, sixteen, and twenty five. Um, they only lost when the Suns were at home, and then they beat them at home to end it in Game Six. Um, I I'm just like I if. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, even DeAndre Ayton, if they're all going to come together and play, I want to see more competition out of them. I mean, that doesn't even make sense for them to get blown out like that in a series. I mean, the Nuggets just dominated them. Even though they're hot and won the championship, I want to see, like, a better performance from KD and just that team in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely know what you're saying right there, but, you know, this I'm not mistaken this is the second year in a row where they got blown out in game six elimination games right last year to Dallas Mavericks Luka Magic yeah but I mean it's I think you're going to start seeing a lot of teams go away from those super teams because other than you're starting five you don't have no bench players like and and Monty Williams said it himself he said this is what the guys are going to do they're going to play 40 to 45 minutes and be a wear and tear on your body, especially with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, who are, who are older guys in the league where you got to have good bench so you can get some of your superstars those those rest they need. Yeah.
1: Um, Warriors versus Lakers. This was a fun series to watch. Um, and the Lakers were hot in this one, too. Ended up coming away with the dub. People were trying to say if Steph Curry would have won that matchup that it would have been a debate if Steph Curry was a GOAT, which was I don't believe in that, but uh in, in the end the Lakers came away with the dub in that series. Brief yeah.
0: Um I think Clay Thompson's thinking it up a little bit hurt them. Yeah. Uh, you you think you're gonna get more out of him and Jordan Poole and you just you can't get really nothing. Um Andrew Wiggins gave them a spark. Um I would've like to see Jonathan Kaminga and Dante DiFensendo. They I mean when they played in the regular season, you know. They they did well. I mean, it is the regular season, so a lot does change in the playoffs. But I mean if other guys are struggling, I guess maybe move on to other people not move on, but give some other guys some shine. But I mean Steve Kerr's a great coach. He definitely knows what he's doing, so he decided to stick with Jordan Poole and other guys, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, no, Stephen Curry's not in the GOAT discussion if he wins that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um in the next in the East we have the Heat versus the Knicks. Um he ended up winning four two in that series, which I mean I was expecting the Heat to win, but I really like the performance from Jalen Brunson in this series. I mean, he's just proven himself to be a star in the league. Definitely can compete with any guards in the league, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he showed out, um round six six one, six two, not the biggest guard. He gets into that mid range and he hits those shots. Um he's uh Inside-out score, I would say. Um, he came to play. I mean, Julius Randle didn't play the best. You expected the Heat to win that series after they beat the Bucks and how Jimmy was playing. But I tell you one thing, those Mavericks, they're probably wishing that they would have gave some more money <laughs> to keep Jalen Brunson there to be another uh, – to be the second player to Luka Doncic. But it didn't go that way, so.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a mistake by the Mavericks. Um, now we have the Sixers versus Celtics, which – is disappointing for us because in game six, they could have finally made it past the second round, but decided to throw the game away in the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter and let Jason Tatum go for like 20 points, 15 or 20 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and then game seven, I had a feeling that they it wasn't going to be good in game seven. <laughs> yeah, Allen bead might be the most unclutched player I've ever seen play playoff basketball. But, I mean, I just – it's just disappointing to see them do this every single year and expect. And I finally thought they were going to make it uh, after the third quarter in the game six, but sold it. And then the better team won game seven. That's just what happened. And I don't even know. It's just depressing.
0: Yeah, um I mean, we could go on all days for about this. I mean, the Sixers, they just got to play better game, finish. They got to finish games out. I mean, you see it in – you've seen it in the regular season. I mean, they're up by 20 in games and they blow 20-point leads. They can't finish games out. Um, I don't know what it is. They just lose focus in the fourth. But, I mean, you can look at their whole roster and you can say, uh, Joel Embiid could have played better. Uh, James Harden, if we get 20 points from him in other games that he doesn't score 40, we can maybe steal one of those games. Um He's on a big contract. He didn't. I mean, he played well, but he didn't. He, he wasn't the best. I mean, and then just you can't fool around with those Celtics teams. In Game Six at home, yeah. you got to be able to put them away. But yeah. I don't want to get too into it. We can get into that in another in another um, episode. But it, yeah, definitely a struggle and definitely sad for another year. But I mean, I guess the only good that come out of this is uh, we got Nick Nurse. <laughs> so. <laughs> We can see how our offense changes a little bit. I'd like to see Juwan B play from the nail. Playing in the post, is it's good, but your back's also turned. Um, you can't see double teams coming, so we'll see what Nick Nurse uh, makes the job.
1: Yeah, hopefully he's a lot better than whatever Doc Rivers decided. <laughs> All right, back to the Western Conference. Nuggets versus Lakers, pretty dominant. Win, uh, 4-0 sweep for the Nuggets. Really wasn't much out of the series. You know, LeBron, I don't know. He's just getting old, I guess. Uh, Lakers weren't hot anymore. And then, yeah, they just got tore up by the Joker and the Nuggets.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, man. You you want to play Bron as as much as you can, but you also can't play him 48 minutes. You got to remember that he's 38, 39 years old. Um, Lots of miles on those legs. And playing him for 38 minutes – was um, definitely a questionable decision, but it also factors in where D'Angelo Russell, he, I mean, he sucked that series, dude. Like, he, that could have been the worst basketball he played his whole career. And you got Braun, he has to play point guard because D'Angelo Russell wasn't getting as much minutes. And then you have to put him on Nikola Jokic, which was, I, I didn't really see like what was the good in that. You have Anthony Davis, so you think Anthony Davis would be able to match up. But I mean, just look at it. He's playing. 48 45 to 48 minutes playing point guard and then guarding Nikola Jokic. That's that's a lot on well, LeBron at yeah, 38, man. 39 years old, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Now, this was a really good series, the Heat versus Celtics. Heat ended up winning game
0: 7 in the Garden. Um right? Game 7? Yeah, yep. Yeah. They went in there and they I mean they yeah. they and they Just it was like the opposite of the it was like the Sixers Celtics, just the Heat were the uh, Celtics in that series. I mean, game seven, <laughs> these dudes came to play. Um, lots of questions on Jalen Brown. Um, yeah. I know he has – is is it the opt-in or will he just be a – I think he has the opt-in if he wants to or be an unrestricted free agent. I'm I'm not completely 100% sure on that. Um, I mean, he was a second-team guy, so he's going to have to get paid a lot, um, which you didn't see in the playoffs. I mean, he struggled lots. uh his turnovers were um, not ideal, um, and then you just see like other guys like Al Horford, Robert Williams. I mean, both of those minutes should have been questionable. Uh, lots of Celtics fans think Robert Williams should be getting the minutes, um, but he had Al Horford in late in games. And I mean, it was a great series by far. I mean, Jason Tatum, Jesus, he good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> six ten, yeah. He, can shoot the ball, drive. I mean, he's a great player. He's a great they player just, on
1: anybody in the
0: league. Yeah. It's, I would have liked to see them match up against the Nuggets, but, I mean, you can't compete with Caleb Martin yeah. scoring 28 to 30 points, averaging around 25 in that series, man. It's just you don't expect that, and then you got Gabe Vincent. So, Yeah.
1: I think Caleb Martin probably should have got Eastern Conference Finals, but it might be just a name game with Jimmy Butler. That's
0: what yeah. It's
1: now, in the finals, Nuggets versus Pete. Nuggets won it. Um, just The Nuggets were basically just dominant through the whole playoffs. Yep. And I think the Heat just kind of couldn't – they just couldn't beat the Nuggets in any positions and anything in general. They just kind of ran out of their fuel. They were hot. Just couldn't do anything against the Nuggets. The, I mean, the Nuggets were just dominant. Couldn't beat Jokic. Couldn't beat the shooting that they had. I mean, Aaron Gordon went for twenty one night. You're not being Aaron Gordon – or you're not being the Nuggets if Aaron Gordon's going for 20. So, like – they yeah, they were just dominant and Nuggets like, came out on top, won a championship.
0: I mean that's that all goes down to like what we were saying earlier. I mean they're I mean their roster, they play those five five to eight guys, but those five to eight guys are all hoopers, man. I mean
1: yeah, geez, I mean, like,
0: they're, they're good. Their offense, Mike Malone, he has Mike Malone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a good good system offense that he's running there lots of movement i mean you have to pick and roll pick and pop with jamal murray Nikola Jokic. um then if you see jamal murray come off of pick and roll dishes it to Nikola Jokic. you gotta have one to two guys there to help inside and then i mean you can kick it out to michael porter jr and i mean one of the unsung heroes on that team is uh bruce brown i mean geez did he come to play this year that was a great pickup by the nuggets uh front office uh like they did all year i mean they they got aaron gordon i mean it's just it's a well-rounded roster
1: yeah when you have p- players like bruce brown coming and just playing off the bench like that i mean just, you can't really stop them yeah you know, just, i mean they're just hot everywhere so moving on to the awards first we have mvp which joellen bead what are your input?
0: Now, a lot of people have to understand that the MVP is the regular season award. I, I think that's a lot of people aren't getting. that. They have the Larry – I mean, they have the Larry Bird and the Magic Johnson. Those are the Eastern and Western Conference Finals MVP. So when we say MVP, that's the regular season. Joel Embiid Davis 33-10-4. I mean, it's hard not to give the MVP that guy. He was a scoring champ, so – and a lot of people saying Nikola Jokic should have got it. I mean, after the playoffs, like – Yes, if the MVP was also counted the playoffs, then I would say yeah, Yoke should. But MVP is regular season, and I, I, it's just hard not to give it to Joel Embiid, which also goes to where the NBA right now is way too skilled of a league to to be giving guys three time MVPs back to back. Yeah, but we're just two. We're in a too skilled league right now where it's it's hard to give guys three times. Yeah, Embiid.
1: Embiid I mean, he should have got MVP. Yeah. I mean, obviously bias coming from both of us, but. I I don't see a reason why he wouldn't. Like you said, 33 10 4. That's just a crazy stat line for a big man. Um, And they're just being dominant right now. And there's, I mean, Joel Embiid just was the best player in the league. If he put him out there on the floor, there was basically nobody in the league that could guard him, like, in a post, especially in the regular season, just because, honestly, they don't play as much defense. So his, (laughs) his stats just even went more through the roof. So I definitely think Joel Embiid deserved the MVP award. Moving on to the Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr. He averaged three blocks per game, and he beat Brooke Lopez and Evan Mobley for the Defensive Player of the Year award. What do you think about that?
0: I think this was the right decision. Uh, no need to get into this much when you're that effective. I mean, he played good against Anthony Davis in the playoffs, uh, even though the playoffs don't count, but like just those type of matchups he had all year against big guys, and he consistently showed up. Um. So I mean, he he had a great great season on defensive end.
1: Yeah. Um. Nothing really much to say about this. He was just a overall rim protector, and <laughs> he was just a great defender. Um. You know, had the most blocks in the league, and the competition with Evan Mobley and Brook Lopez was tough. But he was just better than them on the defensive side, and that's why he is uh, the defensive player of the year moving on to clutch player of the year De'Aaron fox what do you think about that
0: uh this is like another thing this was a great award uh he had the most fourth, most fourth uh quarter points so i mean anyone that's doing that is uh he's doing something right um he had his team winning um so that, that was a good decision
1: yeah every fourth quarter he just stepped up huge for well every time late in the game when it was close he stepped up huge for the kings that's why they ended up being the third seed or second seed in the playoffs for the Kings. Um, yeah, he definitely deserved this award, and he just played really good basketball late in games when it was close. Um, next is the sixth man, Malcolm Brogdon. I know a lot about him because he was killing us in the playoffs. Um, I think he's definitely worthy of this. Every time he came off, he could start for basically any other team in the league besides the Celtics. Um, he hits shots. He doesn't miss when he's wide open. If you leave him, he's going to hit it. Um, he can score off the dribble. He could take a lot of guards one on one to the rim. Uh, he's just smart. Has a lot of IQ, um, and he's yeah, he's a really good six man.
0: Yeah, I mean all the attributes you hit on all of them. Um, I I I think it was a little close. Um, I like the Emmanuel quickly off the Knicks. Um, he, I mean he didn't have the season that Malcolm Brogdon had, but. He was definitely uh, a good second man uh, to be to fall to uh, Malcolm Brogdon. It made him quickly. I mean, you see him on the Knicks. He brings a spark. Young guy, really young guy. Um, can shoot the ball. He's fast. Um, reminds me a lot like Tyrese Maxey. I know they're best friends. They play similar. Um, he had another great season with the Knicks where he fell short of the sixth man of the year. But I think he also had a great year to come off the bench for them.
1: Yeah. Um. um... Now we have the most improved player in Laurie Mark this is also coming in with his first all-star appearance. Um he got career highs in scoring with 25.6 points per game, rebounding 8.6 um, per game, assist 1.9, and free throw attempts 9.0 while shooting 50%, well, 49.9% and 39.1 from the three as well as 88% from the free-throw line. Um, I think that this is well-deserved for Laurie Markkinen, but I also could have seen a reason that uh, Shea Gilgis could have got it from Oklahoma City. Thunder, um, he just both of those guys played great and they really improved this season. Um, but I think it was crazy how Shay Gilgis scored like 30 points per game without three-pointers, which I wouldn't have been disappointed to see him get this award either, but Laurie definitely deserves it too.
0: Yeah, um, anyone, either two of those that was selected. I mean, they both deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Laurie Markinon. I mean, on the Jazz, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of them. I mean, I'd see the box score, see that he was putting up big numbers. Um, he, he played well. Uh, Shea Gilgis. I mean, that's another guy. He had the thunder in the play-in. Um, it was it would have been hard, but another guy that um, I think is not talked about a lot is Mikael Burgess. I mean, he got traded late, so he didn't start putting up those numbers until later. But uh, that would have been another guy that could have got it. You know, I mean, he went to mm-hmm. the Nets, and I mean, right away you seen him start getting buckets. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, so the next award that we have is Rookie of the Year, Paulo Banquero, averaging twenty-seven and four shooting 42% and 73% from the three point or from the free throw line. Um, uh, I think this is definitely, I don't really think it would have been close with with anybody else. Um, He just outperformed all the rookies and I think this is well-deserved for him. I think he's going to have a really good NBA career.
0: Yeah, definitely. The magic, I mean, lots of young players on that team. They. They they can be good coming up, you know what I'm saying. They got Marco Fultz, who's playing very well, Cole Anthony. Um, I mean they're a well-rounded roster. Um, and then we got uh, second place was uh, Jalen Williams, um, from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow, did he have a year?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, starting for them, I think he averaged around 13 to 14 points. I mean, it's not he shouldn't have got the award. Paulos, the right one, but he had a good year for them. He did.
1: Um, now we have our last award before the first and second team, um, coach of the year, Mike Brown for the Sacramento Kings helped them reach the playoffs for the first time since 2006. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, Mike Brown and then the executive of the year, he was the Kings guy. So, I mean, the Kings. When they have bad years like that and you see them be a third seed in the Western Conference it's hard to go away. Um Mike Malone was a, a tough one to go away from too. I mean, he I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. I mean, that he has that offense running. Yeah, he plays with great superstars. Um yeah. he, he was another one that could have been up there, but I, I don't think you can not pick Mike Brown as your uh, coach of the year. And if I'm not mistaken, this, this is his second one, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, he won it um in two thousand eight to two thousand nine season. After um, him and LeBron,
0: yeah, sixty-six and sixteen. Okay, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he deserved it. Uh...
1: Yeah, it's just a good performance um, overall. Good season from the Kings, and well deserved by Mike Brown. Yep. Now for the first and second team, can you read us the lineups for those?
0: Yeah. So for the first team, we got. Uh, uh, first team all rookie was Apollo uh, Paulo Bencaro, uh, Walker Kessler, Benedict Mathurine, uh, Keegan Murray, and Jalen Williams. And then the second team was uh, Jalen Duran, Terry Eason from the Rockets, uh, Jaden Ivey, Jab- uh, Jeremy Sacken. Um, um do you, you want to take this or do you want me to? It doesn't really matter. You got it. Okay. Um, first team, uh, I, I like the list. Um, I mean, great players on there. You got the Rookie of the Year second, and then you got Jalen Williams. The only change I would like to see is uh, Jalen Duran and Walker Kessler. Jalen Duran, I mean, he had a great year. Uh, he didn't He didn't get he, – he was getting good towards the end of the year. He, he came on strong then. Uh, from what I've seen, every time I checked the box score, it was close to a double-double, if not a double-double. But I wouldn't argue with either of those lists.
1: Yeah, um, I wouldn't either, but I do want to talk about Chet Holmgren. How do you think he's going to play next season?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, geez, you got, the Thunder roster is young, whole bunch of draft yeah. picks. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. He he got a good three point shot. He is on the skinnier, uh, skinnier version, a little taller. I mean, it's, yeah. it comes down to staying healthy and and seeing how he does when he has to guard Anthony Davis. I mean, there's going to be times where he's going to have to guard Anthony Davis. Uh, Nicole Jokic, Joel Embiid, where there's just gonna be mismatches, and I'd like to see if he if he had got any stronger, um, can able to, but it'll definitely be interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited to watch him play. I think he can be a really good player, or he's gonna bust, be a bust maybe, <laughs> yeah. um, but it just I think it comes down to if he gets injured a lot because of his frame, um, and like you said, I don't know if he'll be able to play defense on those bigger. Guys, more dominant scores in the paint, post players like Nicole Jokic, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid. But I do think his versatility on the offensive end will be able to get them – will be able to make him um, more of a dominant player in the league, especially the way that Big Ben is trying to score the basketball from outside. Yeah. Um, now, are we doing the first and second team for all NBA?
0: Yeah, we can uh, take a look at those. Um, right. I can say the first team, and then we can go and look at the second team, third team, and then have our, our all-around thoughts at the end.
1: All right, let's just do that real quick and then because I want to move on to MLB.
0: Okay. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, now we got our all-NBA first team. Uh, we got Giannis, Luca, Joel Embiid, Shea, and Jason Tatum. Um, I think that's a good list. Yeah. Uh, not really no one that you should see that goes over top of them. I mean they I mean they hooped all season. Yeah. And then we got all NBA second team, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Stephen Curry, Nicole Jokic, Donovan Mitchell. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this comes out before playoffs, right? Yeah the playoffs. I would like to see, I don't think Jimmy Butler should be uh, second team. Um I would like to see DeAaron Fox over him. Jimmy Jimmy Butler does not really play that hard in the uh, regular season. And, yeah. I mean, his stats, I mean, he averaged 20, but you could have seen other guys that made second team above him. Yeah. And then 13, we got Aaron Fox, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis. I think that's a very well list. Um, I don't see no one that could go on there. I, I mean, I think that they did good with the uh, all-NBA teams. Yeah, I'm
1: happy that they gave respect to Shea because he didn't really have a big name until – Last season, and then really this season, he really stepped it up, scoring like he does, and leading the Thunder into the play-in. Um, I'm happy that they gave him a first team. I think that was well deserved. Um, I don't think there's anything really bad about those teams, besides Jimmy. He just didn't really, yeah, in the regular season at least. Yeah, um, I think I think some players could have gotten over him. Now we're gonna move. Just quick touch on MLB. We will usually do different sports for different episodes, but we're just gonna touch on MLB really quickly. Um, teams leading their division is what we'll start with. So we got the Rays leading the AL East.
0: Yeah, they're playing good baseball. Um, they they just lost to the Astros. I mean, to the um, Athletic. Oakland Athletics. Sorry about that. Uh, I mean, the A's are playing. They got the fans support right now. Uh, the stadium's packed, so... You'd think that they're going to take it tonight. Uh, they can't get swept by the A's, but you never know. I mean, we got the Orioles. The Orioles are hanging in there. They're playing really good baseball. Yeah, the Orioles are
1: 42 back. and 24. They're yeah. just they're young core. I think that they could make a run in the next couple seasons, you know. They're yeah. definitely a scary team in there. Just an overall good division. Like, even the Yankees starting at 29. Everybody yeah. in that division is over 500 besides the Red Sox, and even the Red Sox are last. As thirty three
0: and thirty five. Yeah, I mean they, they were just five hundred. They took two tough losses to uh, the Colorado Rockies. Um, but you see they're playing good baseball. Um, so that, that's a really good division. Probably the or Not I don't even know if it's argue. Um, that that's probably the best division in baseball. Yeah.
1: Um. Now the Central. Both the Central's divisions are pretty weak. Um, the AL Central only has one team with the winning record, and they're thirty four and thirty three. That's Twins leading that division. Um, I mean, I'm not going to give them too much trouts because anybody can win that division for real, but um, uh, the Twins, are they're, they're decent, I guess, they're basically 500, but not much saying that you're winning the AL Central, I mean, the Guardians are next up 31-35, Tigers and Royals are in your division, the White Sox aren't playing that good, so, I mean, Twins are leading that division, not much to say.
0: Yeah, um, the Royals are very bad. Um, I would probably say they're worse than Oakland East right now. So yeah. we'll just stay away from that division. <laughs>
1: yeah, A.L. West. Rangers are playing very good baseball. Kind of surprising. I thought they were going to be good, but 41-25 might be a stretch of how good I thought they were going to be. Um, playing pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um. Once again, I mean, I would argue and say that's a tough division. I mean, you got Shohei and Mike Trout. And those are yeah. always – and then you had a lot of praise on the Seattle Mariners coming in this season, where they're struggling right now, but they got they got to play against the Astros, and then they the te- uh, the Rangers they took a tough loss. Uh, Jacob Degrom got um, yeah. Tommy John surgery, but I mean, if you take the over on their games, I mean, they just hit the ball, they score runs. So,
1: mm-hmm. and then the Astros, of course, in that division, always going to be a good team. Yeah, um, just overall pretty good division besides the A's. Yeah, 1950. Now moving on to the National League and our Phillies division. NL East, we have the Braves on top, forty and twenty six, which was expected. Um, pretty dominant. Marlins second, Phillies third, Mets fourth, Nationals last.
0: Yeah, I mean the slow start with the Phillies. You know how you don't ever expect the Phillies to win the. Their division, I feel like, you know what I'm saying. That regular season, you you come in, Bryce Harper's not playing. They're battling through injuries right now, but they're they're still third. I mean, they're not far back. All it takes is from for them to get a couple good series going, on like they're like they're playing right now. Um, the the Marlins, they're shocking me, man. They're not losing yeah. games. The rise is crazy. Yes, they're they're winning games that they're supposed to win, and then they're winning games where close games towards the end, comebacks like when against the um the Red Sox, if I'm not speaking, around a week ago they came back and won late. So that it's a good division. I mean you you got the Mets. The Mets aren't they're not terrible. Um so
1: like like the baseball.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that this is the second best team in or second best division in the league when they're like actually playing currently. I'd say the L O S is better. Um but I, I think that this is the second best well the NL West is pretty good, too. But when they're actually playing good baseball, like the Phillies and Mets, yeah. should be performing better. Uh, this could be the second-best division after the AL East. Yeah. Now Which for the NL is... Central, uh, oh, yeah. the Pirates started very hot. They're ca- kind of not playing as good as they were. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost 500. They are 34-31 and 31, leading the division with the Brewers second and then the Reds, Cubs, and Cardinals.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, the Pirates... They started out strong. Uh, they've been on a losing some. I mean, they got swept by the A's. The A's have just been playing, like, out of their minds. Yeah. Uh, they actually – I don't think they went – they got the, – the A's won two out of three. But uh, it's not a bad – the division's tough. Uh, not, like, tough-wise. It's like sometimes they play good and then sometimes they play really bad. Uh, you got Marcus Stroman on the Cubs where he's, he's throwing lights out, definitely be an all-star. Now you got the Reds. You got that young player who brung a spark to the Reds, where they're win- winning some games. So I mean that division's kind of a toss up right now. Though, as the Reds are only two and a half back, so
1: yeah, the Reds are actually playing a lot better than I thought they were. Ellie Daley Cruz is just a superstar. brings good energy. They overall have a good young core, um, and yeah, this division. I mean anybody could win it right now, basically. I mean the Cardinals should probably be up there, but they're twenty seven forty one playing the worst baseball. Probably the most disappointing season in the MLB.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the NL West, the Diamondbacks are doing very well, 41-26, and 26, leading that division over the Dodgers, Giants, Padres, and then Rockies are last.
0: Yeah. Um. They both got big games tonight. Uh, you got Kershaw on, so you'd think Dodgers will go out there and get a win tonight. Um, but the Diamondbacks, I mean, they're playing. They're hitting the ball. They got some good pitchers very young, but that's another good division. I mean, you look, you got the Padres. The Padres will make it. They'll, they'll start winning some games here. They got Fernando Tatis, Machado, Soto. So they'll start clicking, and then you got the Giants. I mean, Giants play good baseball, whether they have a really good team or a really bad team. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to come to play, which is another good division. But yet you see the Arizona Diamondbacks three ahead, which is – Yeah, I mean, the they're, kind
1: of that, they're just playing insane. Corbin Carroll going to be an all-star. Um, I mean, everybody's just hitting. Evan Longoria, um, he's hitting over 300, uh, 300 uh, batting average. They're, all their starting pitchers are pretty decent. Um, they're just playing really good baseball right now, leading that division. And then the Dodgers, you know, they're just going to be tough year in and year out. they the Dodgers. Come to play. Padres, uh, once they just, you know, they just need to get on the right path, they'll be back up. Four grabs with that, and then the Rockies are last. Now we got some MLB matchups for today's games. At 1-10, we have the – well, they won't be today's games. This will be probably posted after some of these games have finished. But we play Braves versus Tigers. Spencer Strider versus Reese Olsen should be a win for the Braves.
0: Yeah, uh, they had a tough loss two nights ago last night there it Rained Hell. But that, that loss uh, the other night ago, that was tough for them. So, he looked for them to come out ready to play. Um, Akuna come to play. So, that should definitely be a win with Strider on the mound.
1: Yep, and then that's a doubleheader. So, then they play after that with Dylan Dodd versus
0: Michael Lorenzen for the Tigers. Okay. So, I mean, both pitchers, uh, Dylan Dodd only has around 20 innings pitched this year. So, he hasn't been pitching much. That might be a bullpen game for them. Um, yeah. Not really familiar with those guys, but, I mean, you never know with those doubleheaders. For some reason, it seems like whoever wins the first game, they're not going to win the second. But yeah. you, you never know. The Braves, they always come to play. They might take both of those games, today.
1: Um, now we have the Brewers versus the Twins. Colin Rhea versus Bailey Ober. And Bailey Ober has been pitching very well this season. two point six one ERA with 47 strikeouts. I think the Twins will take this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a must-win game for the Brewers. The Brewers aren't playing the best either. I mean, they're one above five hundred, but you'd think that they'd be playing a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, it's really a big game for both of them. Uh, twins, they had to stay on top of their division, so that, that should be a good one.
1: Yep. Um, then we have the Giants versus the Cardinals. Anthony, I don't even know how to say his last name, versus Jordan Montgomery. This Anthony guy is 4-6, 3.89 ERA with 53 strikeouts. Giants probably going to take this one just because how bad the Cardinals are playing, but you, n- you never know um, yeah. what them will be. Anybody can win on every get it any given day.
0: Yeah, Um. you'd think that the Cardinals might want to come out and give a shot as uh, they're on a four-game losing streak, um, but you never know with them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so then next is the Blue Jays versus Orioles at 7.05, Jose Barreo's. Six and four, three point six one ER range seventy strikeouts versus Kyle Braddish for the Orioles. Blue Jays um in my opinion will win this game, but it should be a good matchup. So Kyle Bradish is not a bad pitcher. Um, but Jose Barrez is throwing the ball good this season. Yep,
0: yeah, and the uh, big division game wise. Um I mean anytime you play a division team, you won it's a big game for you guys. So that's that should be a definitely interesting one too. Um I'm looking to see I wonder what the over... The over-under is nine. Um, Those are both teams that really score and hit the ball, so that's, that wouldn't be bad to take the over. Uh, I don't know. That should be a good game.
1: Yeah. Rockies at Red Sox. We have Austin Coomber versus Garrett Whitlock Um, taking the Red Sox for this
0: game. Yeah, Red Sox dropped two to them so far this series. Really tough loss last night. you think that the Red Sox got to go out and win this one.
1: Yeah, they got to come out and get this dub. Yankees versus Mets, matchup of the day. Garrett Cole, 2.84 ERA, 7-1, 90 strikeouts. First, a honestly not good Justin Verlander, 2-3, 4.85 ERA, only 33 strikeouts. He's been pretty disappointing this season. I mean, the Mets in general have been disappointing, but, you know, this should be a pretty good pitching matchup if Justin Verlander comes out with his all-star caliber stuff.
0: Yeah, um, you're de- you're definitely gonna gonna see a, a very locked in Garrett Cole. Um, last last start with that was his la- uh, first loss of the season. Struggled a little bit, but you never know. It's that New York versus New York. You never know what can happen in this game. Um, Aaron Judge out, John Carlos Stan out, both for the Yankees. Um, you got Pete Alonso out for the Mets. Um, hopefully Verlander can come to pitch, and that over that under might be safe. But mm. I don't I don't know, man. It should be a good one.
1: Pirates at Cubs. Osvaldo Bitto for the Pirates. He hasn't pitched this season. And then Drew Smiley, 5-4 and four with a 3.27. You know, right? 61 strikeouts for the Cubs. Um, I'm going to take the Cubs in this game.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the right pick. You, you never know with these guys that are making their first, first appearance, um, especially playing in Chicago. Um. I, yeah, I don't know which way to go on this.
1: Um, we have the Angels at Rangers. Reed Detmers, one and five, four point seven nine ERA, sixty eight strikeouts. First, Andrew Heaney for the Rangers. Um, this is in Texas. But actually, no, nah, I'm gonna take the Rangers on this one in Texas. Um, Reed Detmers has not been doing too good this season. So I'm going to take Marcus Simeon and the Rangers to win this one.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, the Rangers are on a three-game leading streak right now. On the verge getting swept. From a top team like them, you just don't see that happen. You know what I'm saying? You you think that they're going to come out ready to play tonight, score some runs, get back to their normal selves.
1: For sure. Reds at Royals. Ben Lively versus Daniel Lynch, who's 0-2, 4.41-17 strikeouts. I'm going to take the Reds to win this one in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, um, I like that. The Royals are very bad, and the uh, Cincinnati has a chance at still winning their division. They're playing well; they're up right there with their division. Uh, I, yeah, I think the Reds is a smart pick.
1: All right, now we have the Nationals at Astros. Josiah Gray pitching versus Framber Valdez. I like this matchup a lot. Actually, Josiah Gray is not too bad. Neither is Framber; both decent pitchers. Um, but I'm going to take the Astros. Yeah. Since they're in Texas, the energy should be there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how how this goes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the the Nationals are the they have the least amount of strikeouts as a team this year. Um, and Framber Valdez, I mean, he has 89 Ks this year, so I'm interested to see the at bats. Um, you're looking probably get into some deep counts mm-hmm. and see how that goes.
1: Guardians at Padres, Aaron. Savale 2-1, two 2.31 R.A., 15 strikeouts, not pitched too much. First, Michael Wacha, 6-2, 3.18 E.R.A., 64 strikeouts for the Padres. Give me the Padres in this one um, with a big game coming from Fernando.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, st- the Padres are starting to play well. They know that they're a little bit down in their division. So they know that they got to start putting some games together, especially when you're in the Dodgers division. And yeah. the, the Diamondbacks were playing well. I mean, you got to start putting some games together to get up in you, that division. You
1: got to beat teams that you should beat, like the Guardians.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Rays at Athletics. You know, this should be a win for the Rays. Tyler Glass now on the mound versus Lewis. Medina for the A's. You know, Rays should win this one, but you never know the way that the A's have been playing recently.
0: I'm telling <laughs> you, last night, man, that game was packed. I mean, it was. It might have been a sellout. Um. The A's are the fans are out. Um, I know that boycott thing just ended, and the, there's like a, a law passed where the A's are going to get some funding for his new stadium, stuff like that. So, I mean, you never know. Uh, you'd think that the Rays, as good of a team as they are, will not get swept, but we shall see, I guess.
1: Phillies at Diamondbacks, of course, matchup I want to talk about as a Phillies fan Ranger Suarez, one and two, 4.7 ERA. 28 strikeouts. Not honestly been pitching too good since he got back. Versus a very tough pitching matchup in Merrill Kelly. 8-3, 2.92 yard ER with the 82 strikeout. Um, it is predicted that the Diamondbacks are going to win this game, but I'm not ever betting against my team, so I'm taking the fills. Hopefully, Ranger Suarez will start to get his stuff back tonight, get hot, um, but it's definitely going to be tough to beat Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks. But I'm yeah. going to
0: take Yeah, um... Rangers started out rough. Uh, last two games, he's pitched very well, though. I mean, last outing, he uh, had eight Ks against the Dodgers and a win. Um, so you, you'd think that he's maybe starting to get into a groove, getting into his normal self. Where then again, you have Mary Kelly, who's a – Merrill Kelly, who's a very good pitcher. Um, he's 83-292 ERA, like you said. And, I mean, he has 82 Ks. And you know how the Phillies are against those pitchers that throw strikeouts. You're going to see some wild wings. But, I mean, I feel like the Phillies can uh, win this game. Um, I kind of – I like the under. I'm not going to lie. I, I do like the under at, uh, at eight and a half. Um, I, I think this might be a low-scoring game. I think Ranger, Ranger's going to pitch well. Um, the Phillies scored 15 runs yesterday. I mean, jeez, did they leave the game open? I mean, everyone in the lineup had two hits. So, yeah. maybe they're – you know, this could be one and it can be low-scoring, but I like the Phillies to win this.
1: Yeah, hopefully they we'll come away with the dub and get back to five hundred. Marlins at Mariners. Yuri Perez versus Luis Castillo taking the Mariners. Um, Luis Castillo pitching decent, 2.70, right? 92 strikeouts, 4-4. Four four. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Mariners on this one.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, the Mariners were getting a lot of backlash for not playing well. Um, they're looking to get a sweep here. Um and then the Marlins, they're also to just look to, to bounce back, you know, get this bounce back win. So I think that should be a very well-tight game as well.
1: White Sox at Dodgers for the last matchup. Mike Clevenger versus Clayton Kershaw. I think the Dodgers are going to blow the White Sox out in this one. Um, Clayton Kershaw, you know, 8-4, 2.95, ERA, ninety three 90 strikeouts should win against the White Sox.
0: Yep, um, look for Freddie Freeman to stay hot. I mean, he's hitting three thirty-five this year, uh, five seventy-nine slug. I mean, he's having a great year. You got your ace, Clinton Kershaw, on the mound. and And they know they're behind, so I think they're going to come out ready to play.
1: Yep, for sure. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the first episode of the TNT Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.